Hello, and my name is Pete Rushmer, and I'm your host today of A Half Dozen Things podcast. A Half Dozen Things is a podcast for business owners just like you. Whether you're an underdog hungry for success, or you're already smashing it, but want to continue to level up, we are here each week for you to get insight and learning from the very best in the business. No fluff, no BS, and no self-proclaimed gurus talking about how easy business or life is. Hi, I'm joined today by Jody Sanders. Jody is the MD of Packwolf, who are a warehousing and logistics specialist and part of the CS Ellis Group. Uh, Jody has been with the company for 12 years now and really developed her career with them, uh, having started in an administrative role. Uh, she's an absolute star, and it's fantastic to see her in an MD role. And it's really great to talk to her about her professional development as well. So please do enjoy it and share it with your friends. I love that little notification. We get like a little American voice in our head going, recording in progress. <laughs> so the red light's rolling. I'm joined today by Jody, And Jody is the managing director of Packwolf. Uh, it's an absolute delight to have Jody on today. And I'm really pleased to have her here. She's been uh, taking a little bit of uh, encouragement and a little bit of cheering and cajoling to get her to join me today. Um, but she was put up to it. We'll blame Jane, who's one of your colleagues at CSL, as part of the bigger group. Uh, um, at Flagship, we do first aid training for you. And we've had some of your colleagues come through our first aid training. And I've been pestering for a long time to be able to get you on. So I'm really pleased to have you, Jody. For the benefit of those listening, are you able to just tell them a little bit about who you are and, and what you do at Packwolf as well? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm Jodie. I'm the um, managing director of Packwolf. Uh, Packwolf um, specialises um, in general warehousing and storage, um, but we've kind of over the years expanded into the e-commerce and fulfilment side. So, um, and we're part of the CSLS group. So, probably most people know us um, as part of CSLS, which is the transport side, logistics. Um, CS Ellis um, are, are a family-run business, and we're part of the, the family-run business. We're, we're the warehousing arm of, of CS Ellis, um, and uh, yeah, that's that's it really. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So, um, a, a lot of people, I think, listening will have heard of CS Ellis as a company, yeah. but you've grown, uh, sort of the company's grown but obviously it's still family owned overall because there's a few companies isn't there if people don't really know you've got yeah. CSLS, which people will know as the lovely green yellow and red vehicles that they'll see out and about on the motorways um but you've also got versatile venues who do like events and things like that and do event yeah. venues and yeah. uh and it's that that's kind of like vehicle um uh it's like modification isn't it to, for hospitality and events and, and that kind of stuff isn't it and yeah. then obviously you got pack off was was there anyone else in the group is there anyone that there I've is got? the um the garden center so That's um it. yes we just invested so the family's just invested in the garden center in rutland um, and there is also the gin as well so there's a uh, multi-gin parvo gin that um that uh, Charles, the CEO, um, is is uh, very invested into. Um, okay. And what's really nice is the gin is actually made um, from produce from the garden centre. So the strawberries, um, the lavender, etc., is all is all made there. So um, we try to use, lo- you know, obviously that Charles tries to use local businesses. Um, it's all connected in some sort of way. And then what also is nice to that is we actually ship the gin um, for for um for the business so we store Amazing. it here and we ship it out as well so all kinds Amazing. of 
together <laughs> definitely that, that's really really cool okay so and how many overall how many people are in the in the family or how many people are there in the group and then how many people are there in your in your bit in pack wolf so in, in total um we're just a little bit over um 250 staff for the group um for, for, uh, for pack wolf um we're touching on nearly 70 now um we've kind of we're, we're expanding quite quickly um, okay. so that's really good and you're you're like the fast growing part of the business at the moment it's quite the exciting yeah we're the <laughs> there's been a lot happening over the 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 i would say the five five years is has been mad to be honest and uh, crazy busy which is all good um we pretty much have expanded as much as we can we've got um we've got three sites so we've got uh, weston um, in Leicester, and we've got two sites in Rutland, um, one site at Edith Weston and, and the main site at South Luffenham. Um, and um, because um, Chaz owns the land, he's pretty much expanded as much warehousing as he possibly can. So the next, the next, the next thing for me really is to make sure that we're actually utilising the space we've currently got. Um, so um, next year, um, e-commerce is growing quite rapidly. So um, we're actually looking to to implement two mezzanine floors into two of the warehouses to maximize the space that we've got. Um, awesome. The aim would be not to build any more warehouses for a little while, but um, so if we can just maximize what we've got and use it to its best ability, that's the that's the future at the moment. Amazing, and that's that's your part, yeah. part of your role then. So, okay, so what I wanted to do, which I thought would be really cool, is to just have a bit of a discussion about your journey because you've been, you've been with the CSLS group sort of all the way through and sort of developed through is that right talk to me well, a bit yeah. about the journey and what you've been doing yeah um so yeah i've been with the business like i've just said 12 years and um, i started off on the pallet line um help desk um for the cslis group and i was there for a year and i just remember um one of the directors came over to me and uh, said to me would you be interested in um going over to the Woolfox depot which is another um site of, of it's owned by the um the ellises and i was like yeah snap snap the hand off never even thought about warehousing this was nothing i've ever dreamed of wanting to do even logistics you know i, I went to school and um, i've not really got um an academic background i wasn't great at school so I snapped, snapped his hand off, went over to the warehousing um, side. And um, I always remember um, it was like, uh, I just felt like I belonged somewhere. Um, I loved it. The excitement, um, the changing, you know, you had to, you, you, there was always problem solving all the time. So if you couldn't find something, you had to look into why you couldn't find it and investigate. And um, then you'd look at like efficiency gains and how, you know, if, could we, if we move this pallet here, it'd be quicker. To pick it, etc., and I just really, really, it, I really enjoyed every aspect of it. And I think, sorry, I, I, sorry, what was that, Pete? Sorry. I just said awesome. Sorry, I shouldn't yeah. have interrupted. I do apologise. <laughs> I'm really trying to stop doing that as best I can. <laughs> That's right. I, I think what what kind of happened? Um, I was there for around about seven, six, seven years at the Wolf Fox Depot, and um, I had two children in that time and a divorce, so it was wow. pretty. Much like um obviously at home it was quite mad but um i think Chaz seen something um in me and kind of um let me run with things it was really quite nice if i had an idea he, he let me run with it um and then i i came over to the main site they built an extra warehouse here and i, I came over to here 
and I was promoted to general manager. Um, and then quite recently, I've just been promoted to managing director, which I would never have dreamed of ever, ever managing to get, get to basically. So that yeah. wasn't part of the plan then? No, no, <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, I didn't really have a plan. Um, I'm not really, I'm, I would say I'm ambitious. I like to get the job done, but it's not about having the title at all. I've not. Okay. Um, that, that's going to be, that's going to be our next step. But before we go there, that yeah. what you've just said has just brought up a really nice question for me. And I think it's really, really clear that Chaz really trusts you. Yeah. Okay. So over the 12 years, you've built a relationship and you, you've been working through thick and thin, obviously with probably with quite challenging situation based on what you've just told us uh, with the young children at home and, and things like that, which is a real, real juggle um, and being on your own. So what is it, what is it that you've done or that other people could look at to do with their bosses or company owners or that kind of thing to, to build that trust? Is there anything you've done specifically or is there anything that's really important to you to try and gain trust or do you think it's just just the way you go about things? I, I, I do actually think it's trust because obviously I've got my own team and um, and I, I, li I like to think that I've, um, I do the same as what Chaz has done within me. So, um, you know, we, we promote within as much as possible we can do. And if I see something in someone that I've, I've got that spark and it's in their eyes, I, I believe it's, it's, it's not, you can't go to college to learn that it's there. And yep. uh, and um, if you, if I if we see that, then you know we will we will get them as far as we can go. And it's all about trust. So if they've got an idea, let them run with it. If it goes wrong, we're there to fix it together. So um, it's not you know it's it's always fixable, isn't it, Pete? You don't you don't have to you know you can always fix something. So that's that's Definitely. I would yeah, yeah. Definitely, and uh, and honesty is a big part of that as well. Something I've come across is you know being able to be honest particularly if you made a mistake because everything is fixable you just got to know what you're dealing with haven't you so everything's a new challenge and everything's there to be overcome but you just got to be honest if you need help and that kind of thing I think that that's just kind of quite timely because at the moment it's like exam people have just had their exams and they're getting results and stuff and there's probably potentially going to be a few people out there who are a bit disappointed with how they've done and I think uh, that my message to them particularly is like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter. Obviously, for some people, it may matter. They'd have uni places get on based on their grading and that, that kind of stuff. But for those who are wanting to go out and work and what have you. Yeah. It's been a long time since I talked about what grades I've got at school. How about you? No, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it doesn't matter, does it? Because it it's about matter. if you yeah. go and work for a family business like you have done, it's all about building trust and loyalty and um showing that your determination to work and develop and grow with the business yeah. isn't it yeah it definitely okay. is awesome okay so that brings us nicely onto the second area so one of the things when we discussed before which was this thing around as you've developed your career with Packwolf and, and through the through the CSLS group it's about performance over like the power so I've written on my sheet here performance over power and when people think about that I don't necessarily mean like power is in electricity or anything like that, but I mean, a, a lot of people will want to develop and become an MD for the title and for the power that it gives them over, over other people. But that that's not what it's about with yourself, is it? It's about getting people performing, right? Yes. Yeah, I think my, obviously becoming the general manager of Pat Wolf, my, my aim really was to make sure that the guys were for, foremost fairly paid. They were pretty much on all different sorts of paid mechanisms. So that was like one one really um, 
one thing I wanted to fix straight away. Um, and it was also about that they had the right equipment and it was safe. And um, so like, you know, they the, were having to um, cut down boxes and it was so simple if you just went out and actually bought a box the right size, you wouldn't have to stand there for so long void. For, it was an efficiency gain at the same time. That's what I was trying to say, Pete, really. It was an efficiency gain as well as um, the guys felt like we, they were careful. Um, and then within that, you actually started to see that, yes, they did care. And they really, no one goes into work um, not caring. It's, um, it's, it's kind of like an ownership, uh, ownership thing for me. If, if you're at home, for instance, you're home, you care about, and you'll do anything, you know, you'll make sure it's tidy, you'll make sure the washing up's done, your washing's done, the kids are fed, things like that. And it's the same at work. If they're actually cared for at work, they then care back and they do the same. So they make sure the warehouse is tidy, the stock's in good order. It goes out to the customer in good order. So um, that was that was my main um, achievement. I would say it was it was it was hard slog to be honest, but it, we got there and we're there now, and um, and it and it works really well. I think I think that's uh, it, it's vital really, and how you've sort of said that. You're so clearly like a natural leader. I think that's awesome. Um, you have found through showing caring, which like I really admire that because when I came up sort of through general management uh, in the business I was in, I was shown how to lead by like fear and control, like the old way, like you do as you're told and you do as you do and what have you. And I managed like that as well. And um, what you create by showing that you care is that what, what I call like discretionary effort. So it's like where people will do that bit more, I suppose you get where, whereas I try and force people or have done in the past, try and force people to stay late and work longer or whatever it may be to get better results, better efficiencies. You're people are just doing it for you because they want to. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And that is, um, and they do, honestly, they do really care. I wouldn't be able to do anything about these guys. We won't be where we are today. So, and I do really believe that. So. that's amazing amazing okay cool so um i guess like the next areas to talk about is like what are your plans for pack wolf longer term what are you uh obviously you've got 70 people at the minute like are you able to share any of the financials or anything like that or what the intentions are obviously you're going to be putting mezzanines in you may not be moving sites but you're going to be developing what you're doing so what, what are your goals yeah i would um so we've got quite a lot happening in the next five years so um the, the first um exciting project that's happening at the moment is um, we have we're undergoing a new warehouse system so um, our current system um, that we've got at the moment we've had over 17 years and it's been a fantastic system um, it's been great um, it's just um, it's not we're, we're growing quicker than that system so um, we're actually heavily invested in a new system called Infor where um, the implementation is happening as I speak. We've got a team in place and um, we're hoping to go live with the first warehouse in um, December, January time um, at the end of the year. Um, that is a quite a big project and it's a very costly one. So I would anticipate revenue for us is not going to be great for the, um, for the, for the little while while that's being implemented. But the gain from that system, there's going to be so many different um, efficiency gains. So um, for instance, our invoicing process is very manual. So my admin team, they, they pretty much type in every single cost 
by hand, sit there. And at busy periods, that kind of gets put to one side so we don't invoice on time, etc. This That will be automated. So the invoice will go off pretty much accurately and straight away. Um, then there's efficiency gains in the warehouse. So it will, um, there'll be no paper. So there'll be sustainability side to that as well. So we'll, we'll be paperless finally. And, um, but the staff will be given a job um, on their guns. So pretty much if they need to bring a pallet down, they'll bring that pallet down. But what it will pick up is if not right next to that location that they're in, that you need to pick an item, it would ask them to pick it there and then. So you won't have this moving back and forth to the warehouse to the same location. Um, so there'd be so many different efficiency gains. So in the long run, um, I would expect us to be um, very efficient um, within the next five years because of that system. Um, awesome. Yeah. Um, and it also help us with e-commerce. So e-commerce is it's, it's growing. It's massive. Last year, um, e-com, obviously through the COVID epidemic, um, we it, it it was crazy. <laughs> it was very busy, and um, it with with e-commerce, there's there's you can imagine it's um, we went from I'll, I'll give you an example. We went from like thirty orders of e-commerce to three thousand orders in a day, um, and we didn't have the staff because you didn't you can't prepare yourself for that. So it's very important that your system can cope with that amount of orders so that we don't we don't fail we don't we don't you know we get those orders out on time um and as you can see the amazons out there at the moment and um the asdas etc they all expect next day delivery so it's very important that we we keep that service going and um i believe the system will do that we did we did obviously do 3000 orders a day last year and we did manage to do it but there was myself there was Chaz going out there picking and packing um you can see it, it's not uh we you don't want to see me picking and packing it's not the right thing to do because it doesn't go out right <laughs> <laughs> you weren't you you weren't made md for those skills no 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 amazing skills. yeah no but well it, lead from the front right yeah and um you know roll, roll your sleeves up and crack on when the time's right Three thousand orders a day from like 30 is just that's incredible, isn't it? That yeah. is absolutely incredible. And um, I guess, I guess for those who are listening that maybe aren't in warehousing, obviously, essentially, people are. What, what you're saying about the gun is that you've got goods all over the warehouse, and therefore, it's making it way more streamlined the picking process because you're picking stuff as you as you're there rather than yeah. up and down, up and down aisles and that kind of thing. Um, it must be. So, my next question on that then. Is implementing new systems stressful? At the moment, I'm. Um, it's, I've not felt the stress yet. I'm really excited because this is a um, a project that I want. I've, I've been saying for like over like five years. To be honest, it's it's kind of been on the back burner, and um, and finally, it's it's a it's a dream that's come true. I mean, I, Info was probably one of the top ones for me to to get into and um, to actually. Um, work with them in a partnership has been quite exciting to be fair so at the moment I'm sure I'm going to get the stress when we go live and things are not working but right now um, we've I've got a great team I mean I'm not personally implementing this system you don't again you don't want me to do that um, I've got a great team and they're they're pretty much on it and I've, I've again I've got the trust in them to make sure it it works fine and nobody gets affected but I'm sure I will get stressed at some point <laughs> I reckon I reckon it might do <laughs> <laughs> we're um we're implementing a new 
it's much earlier stages and obviously we're we're way smaller than you are um but we're implementing a new it system so one of the challenges we have is we have people we have people in different places at different times right and yeah. if someone has training here and it might be in our training room or it might be somewhere else and then someone's got to be here and they've got to be there um or someone might be doing some consultancy one day and then we may have like bookings for companies but we may also have bookings for individuals so we've got to try and manage all of that and we realized that spreadsheets spreadsheets and outlook won't cope uh and it's just kind of got to that point with like six seven of us that we have to have a system and we're looking at like bookify which will automate a lot of that process and um yeah there's some teething challenges what we're just sort of trying to run it alongside at the moment i think before going across but it's just so when you change anything like that how people work can be really hard really stressful yeah. and and that, and that is that is quite key really because um it's it's I, I find it's really important that you involve the guys that are actually gonna have to do it really and um and they are part of the team so i'm hoping i'm touching wood right now and i, and I know i'm gonna get stressed but mm-hmm. i'm hoping that the, you know the guys are gonna be on board and um they expect it to be very stressy and yeah um, yeah yeah you need you need to have their buy-in don't you i suppose otherwise it just lands back straight back at you anyway so um yeah awesome okay so um i wanted to ask you whilst we were talking about obviously your plans for for growth and expansion and that kind of thing what from your personal point of view what kind of uh development have you been on have you been having like training and development in the background over the past 12 years what sort of stuff have you been doing Uh, it was really really funny because um I, I looked. I was actually thinking about this because there's some of the guys um, that I'm looking at training sessions for some of our uh, managers and supervisors. And um, I remember, like throughout my career, I was always put on these courses, and I never really knew why. You know, like, um, and I was on these management courses. I did an ILM. Um, I think it was a leadership management course, um, and you don't realize till later what you learned in those courses when you're actually physically having to you go back and go oh I remember why I went on that course now you know I needed that I needed to know that part um so yes I've been on many courses but I would say that was like right at the beginning of um my career with with Ellis's to be honest I've not done anything recently um one course I have actually um have done recently actually I have done one and that was a sustainability course with the Cambridge University because it's one thing I'm massively passionate about so um, and that was that for me academically doing something with the Cambridge University was quite hard (laughs) I I imagine so that was was an achievement so I I won't recommend that again for me but I I did I did pass so that was good okay so tell me a bit more about Tell me a bit more about sustainability and, and how you're implementing that with Packwolf. Um, so I, it all started for me with the David Attenborough programme. I think it was, God, many years ago now. It was a few years ago. Not, I um, can't remember how long. Probably three years ago now. Okay. Um, and one of my customers um, at the time, he, he rang me and said, did you, did you watch that David Attenborough programme? And I said, no, I didn't watch it. And he said, yeah, I think you should. He said, because I think we need to do something with our packaging. So I watched it and I was like, oh my goodness. Uh, so I was like completely in agreement with him. And I, I got in contact with different re- relevant um, suppliers on packaging, completely want, I was anti-plastic. Plastic's got to go from the warehouse. You know, I was like really quite passionate about it. Um, and suppliers at the time were like, you're crazy. You can't, you can't go plastic free. 
um, and it, it, it was quite a big process to be honest and um, but what we have achieved is we've reduced our plastic usage by 12,000 tonnes in the last two years. We use, we use paper tape pretty much for all of our customers' products. Um, and we use paper void fill. And um, we, the, the plastic we do use has got a, 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 at least 30% um, recyclable content in there. So, um, and it is recyclable. I'm not into comp um, compostable um, items because we're not very good in the UK. Um, with our waste, um, which brings me on to the waste as well. So our waste here, uh, we we bale all our cardboard, all our plastic. Um, we have we work with Baker's Waste in Leicester. That they they um, they take all our waste and they actually sort it. So it goes into a sorting centre. They then sort it again, and then they sort it again. And then it, what that means is only like a percentage goes into landfill. So pretty much everything that goes out of this out out, out of us is pretty much recycled. What comes into us, I can't stop. So there is still plastic that still comes into us and a lot of cardboard. Um, in our industry, it can't be avoided, unfortunately, especially with e-commerce. It's um, okay. um, but what we do do now is we work with, with sustainable companies. So one, um, just an example, um, obviously all the suppliers, we, we, we try to look at their carbon footprint. Our couriers, we, 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 we like to look at their carbon footprint. So um, DPD are very strong with that. I'm doing an advertisement here, aren't I? I'm letting everybody know who we're using. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> free advertising. Um, so yeah, DPD, they're very, very passionate about it. So we try to work with um, sustainable companies as well. And our customers, um, and it's been really nice actually, our customers are um, really on board with it. Um, and we've now just... Um, employed a, a young lady called Harriet um, and she's our sustainability consultant and she advises customers of what packaging to use and what the wow. best element is so um, that's just an added service that we do. I think um, it's something which is going to be particularly in what you're doing as well I think and, and even in transport as well it's going to be increasingly so I feel I've had a little bit of pushback in in our business. We've been looking at, I want to try and help companies to reduce their fuel costs, for example, and, and the use of fuel. Uh, so we've got uh, like fuel efficient driving courses and, and, and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, I want to, one of the things we're doing at the moment, we're rebranding. We've, we had a red logo, as you can see there, yeah, sorry, yeah. there. And we're going yeah. green. We're going, we're going for a green and blue logo. We're going to be yeah. like more blue and green and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and the part of that is going for a more of an efficient, sustainable edge to what we do. Because I think many companies have been focused on fuel consumption based on it being cost effective. And it's been about cost rather than about sustainability. Um, and uh, I think that with uh, more and more alternative fuels, there's certainly vehicle manufacturers out there coming with uh, alternative fuels. I think it's going to be, it's just going to be, it's quite an exciting time, really. It's quite an exciting time to be about because we need to, we need to do it as well. There's no choices. You see the impact it's having. I watched Sea Spiracy. If you watched that on Netflix, that was amazing. No, uh, I haven't. Sea no. Spiracy. If you like David Attenborough, you'd like Sea yeah. Spiracy. Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, amazing about how uh, fishing. How about fish? Fishing's fucking the water, basically. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, it's a really, really good one. Okay, cool. Uh, where did we get to? Okay, so talk to me a bit about. So we're talking about progress from a sustainability point of view, and then we talked a bit about your training as well. What about 
your team then so talk about how you're progressing and inspiring your team and that kind of thing yeah so um we we try to promote within um in all aspects um so um like i said before um but what we are working on is a training program at the moment so um for instance one of one of the um young ladies that works in the admin office she um she she likes her job, but she wanted something more. So we sat we 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 um we we sat and spoke with her. We talked about what she likes doing, what she doesn't like doing, and it came to light that she actually um likes to train staff. So she likes to talk to the new people, do the inductions and etc. and things like that. So we're actually working on a training program to help her build on her confidence because one one. She likes it, but she wasn't confident in doing so. So we're working on the confidence. We're, um, we're looking at other um, areas that we can build on her progression. So that was just one example. It's not what well, I I didn't. I, I kind of look at where I was. I didn't. I came into transport. I hated it. I didn't like transport. I hated the pallet line there. So I'm not. I'm just be quiet about that one. But I hated it. <laughs> it's um, out there now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, people might come into Packwolf and. You know not like it the same as i didn't like transport but the 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 benefit to working with the csls group is we've got versatile venues we've got the garden center but within that there's also hr there's it there's even the workshop where they you know they fix the vehicles and they change the tires and you know things like that so this it's 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 not seen upon as like a sexy industry but it's actually got so much it's actually and and that's what that's what we're, I'm about. So if I if I see something that we want to bring them in a different direction, that's fine because I'd rather everybody be happy and enjoy where they're working, um, and not be somewhere where they don't. So awesome. That's my, yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, I, th I think that's a really really valuable thing that you are able to do to be able to give people that diversification of job role. Um, there's a few few successful companies I've spoken to as well who they, they always say that there's there's a job for everyone it's just finding it's just yeah. finding the right fit for them and that that kind of thing and making sure uh what works okay cool so um the from a training point of view so what sort of training are you doing and that kind of thing with your team do you have sort of ha how many managers do you manage as well because I suppose you're at a position now where you've got a general manager and you've got different people on D and, and they're then managing people how how does that work yeah, so I've got um, John who who looks after um, he looks after two sites, and then there's Troy that looks after the Leicester site and the team, and then there's managers and supervisors within there. So generally, you have a warehouse, and you'll have a manager, and then you'll have team leaders, and then you'll have, probably have a admin team, and then you'll have the warehouse pickers and packers, um, and the fork truck drivers. So, um, and I would say like the warehouse managers, for instance, have pretty much probably come from. Um, the pick packing, they started from pick packing. Um, so, to, to, and I wouldn't say there's a there's a there's a direct. We don't do the same training session for that for, for just because they want to become a manager. Um, they have various different training because some some people come across as natural leaders. Some just need that extra helping hand. Um, so yeah, so we kind of go for like health and safety is the first thing. That's that's paramount. So we do IOS training. Um, various different um, health and safety training um, and then there's like train the trainer training as well because that's very important if you're going to be a manager you need to be able to show you know be able to read a risk assessment and train that out to the to the team um, but then there could be like for instance uh, in the warehousing industry and I'm very much the same um, 
is is just being able to use a computer. Generally, people that come into warehousing don't have an academic background, and um, so it's just we've we've actually invested um, night courses where they go into Stamford um, College and just learn how to use a PC. So, and again, that's down to the individual um, and what what their capabilities are. Um, that's got easier with the millennials, to be honest, because they're pretty much quite savvy with a computer. <laughs> but I have got quite a few that you know that was very new to them, um, and even just sending an email. Um, doesn't come naturally to everybody. So we, we, they're the sort of things we do really. And uh, just to give people the confidence just to, to manage and um, get to where they wanna be. So. Awesome. I know it's really rude to ask people's age, but I'm sure you're a millennial too, aren't you? I'm a millennial. You must be a millennial. I'm, I'm 41. <laughs> you are just, just outside. Yeah, I'm just outside. Just so, outside. Yeah. I think 40, I think 40 is millennial now. So you would be, like the last of Gen X, I suppose. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you're right on the border. Right on yeah. the border. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so computer skills are um, well, I vital. Absolutely. <laughs> I definitely do. <laughs> and with text, when texting came out, I was like, I don't want to do that. You know, what the hell is that? It's, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I spent many, many times playing Snake on an old Nokia. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, uh, those days are long gone now I look at my kids and I just see like the technology and stuff but do you know what I, I, I laugh I was about to actually ask about yours because I can see the photo, the pictures in the background the drawings um, but yesterday my lad never been interested in football I loved football as a kid like summer holidays now I'd be out the whole time because there was nothing else to do and I'd just play football all day long I wasn't any good at it but I enjoyed it um, but he's never been interested. Fortnite, Fortnite, you know, computer games, that kind of thing, just nonstop. And um, I took it. I took them out yesterday. I, I got home from work unusually in good time, um, and I plan to again today. Actually, it was lovely. I took them out, you know, so nice summer evening. Got out about half six, and he met up with his mate. Not yeah. planned, totally, totally unplanned at the park, and him and the dads just had a bit of a kickabout and he's never really been that bothered but he absolutely loved it and we were walking home and he was like I really enjoyed that dad and I was like it's nice getting out and having a kickabout right yeah yeah, so, yeah definitely get, get him away from the old screens yeah, um so talk to me yeah, about those pictures TikTok. oh TikTok is it oh yes TikTok so I've got an 11 year old uh Ruby she's 11 she starts secondary school this this uh 31st of August I think she starts and um so that's that's quite crazy and then Stan he's um he's he's, he's six going into year three at, at uh, primary school um and he's a mad Star Wars fan so um okay he was actually I would say he was born singing the Darth Vader tune so um that's that's how mad mad it is with his uh, obsession with Star Wars but yeah again literally Ruby's into TikTok you know doing the poses on the phone and doing silly videos and um yeah yeah and stan's pretty much into youtube but everything yeah. youtube yeah no no and it's funny isn't it because people spend loads of money on producing high quality tv content and the kids just want to watch crap on <laughs> youtube <laughs> blows my brains but there we go yeah. and is that is that his artwork behind you i can see artwork yeah, on the very, wall yeah i can see look yeah he's, he's a very good um he's actually very good at drawing and and uh, that's what my background was a little bit. I was into art and design. I, I went to college and did art and design. So yeah, I can kind of see a little bit of me in both of them. So love that, fun. love that. And that I suppose that that falls through from the design point of view because it's about performance, isn't it? And how 
how everything, the design of everything works together. You can sort of see that coming through and finding those efficiencies. Awesome. Okay, so um, we've talked a bit about managing others and progressing and, and that kind of thing. So, and the, obviously the development journey you've been on. So sort of lastly, I wanted to just sort of touch on, you were talking about this new enterprise advisory role. Talk to me a bit more about this enterprise advisor role that you're that you're involved with and why that's, yeah. why that's motivating you. Yeah, so um, I'm working with two schools. Um, um, hopefully it'll all kickstart in, in September this year. Um, so uh, one's in, um, in Leicester and one's actually locally in Rutland. Um, and I, I think it's, um, if I look, um, I've, my confidence hasn't all, I've never been confident in myself. And, um, and it's all because of um, people's reactions to things when I was in my learning years and in, 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 in various different roles that I had as well. Um, so I never spoke properly. I couldn't spell, um, you know, I wouldn't be anything. Uh, you know, I did get that comments from tutor, from um, school tutors as well back in, in, back in the day, about quite a long time ago now. Um, yeah. So, um, and I kind of wanted to get involved with, um, with, with the younger generation to kind of like, I'm more passionate about seeing the children that are very similar to me, don't have that academic, um, not interested in, you know, learning maths or how to, do your 10 times table or what have you, um, and kind of build on their confidence before they go into the big wide world, because it wasn't a great experience for me. Um, but also, um, employment is very, very bad at the moment. We cannot, we've got jobs going and we cannot employ staff. And, um, and I do believe it's because, again, like I said earlier, the logistics industry is not sexy. The younger generation are just not interested in coming in and doing a bit of pick pack work. Um, and um, and I just want to go out there and say, actually, look where where I, I came, where I started and what I am now. And again, like I said before, you know, warehousing is not warehousing. If you get in the right industry, there's, there's there is HR, there is there is IT accounts, you know, the rest of you know all the rest of the parts of the business that um, if it interests them. So it's it's about put, putting us out there really as well at the same time. I I, I definitely I definitely definitely agree. I think. Like you say, not many people leave school wanting to even be HR either, do they? Or health and safety no, or, no. or what have you. Those roles normally come from people who have gone into an industrial bit or into a business and then they realise they like dealing with people or they're interested in the safety side or the systems or whatever it may be. And then they diversify into that. And actually, there's way too much emphasis. Or I think there has been for a long period of time, emphasis on the academic side of learning and um you know there's a real space there for like lifelong learning which is going out going into a workplace and having a clear development path over a period of time where you have learning and you can try different roles and you know obviously with CSLS you've got a fantastic opportunity because there's so much variation you've got the whole the whole spectrum of opportunity haven't you if you're willing to work hard and yeah. keep your nose clean and and crack on um which i think is fantastic so that's really good that you're getting to now give back essentially yeah. and and go back into the schools and sort of help those so yeah. what what does the role involve are you going to be able to get people from work experience are you going to be able to sort of promote the business yeah. is, is that what's sort of going to happen yeah exactly that I, I i do believe obviously it's new to me so i'm new to the role um yeah. I'll, I'll be investing some of my time and um, probably um doing some some talks um um, I, I will be working alongside um, the head teachers 
So, um, and we'll probably be doing, um, you know, when we did, I, I, I did notice that one of the schools that I'm um, actually uh, working with, they're doing an open day. So when the parents come in, um, et cetera, hopefully I'll be able to get to meet new people and um, just offer, offer any help that we can do really. So within the local business. Yeah, I think, I think I think that's amazing. And and just sort of going back to what you were saying before, because I'm hearing this time and time again in in sort of our, our sectors, and that is that you've got way more vacancies and you've got people to fill them, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's not just in Patpool, that's within the CSLS group as well. Yeah. So. And one of the things I really admire actually about your company, and from this conversation, I can tell that it's the case, you're one of the few companies I see on LinkedIn regularly. You've just yeah. trained another driver. You've just trained another driver. So someone from the warehouse. So do, do you then lose them and they go over to the driving side and yeah, you've lost yeah. them? Yeah. What's that about? You train them up. You train them up. You need to have a word there. Do you get a subsidy back? You should no. get a subsidy back training all their stuff. No, unfortunately not. No, no. Generally, it does work out really well. Um, it's just really hard times at the moment because we have – um, we've got really busy. We're growing rate quite rapidly, and we're not fulfilling the roles that we've got out there at the moment. So it does affect us in recent times. So, like, what for instance, I'm actually um, pinching one of the girls um, from the transport side. She's actually coming over to us to be a team leader. But I've got to wait two months, at least two months, before they fulfill, fulfill her role. Um, so um, yeah, it's the right thing to do though, because she's she's fantastic. So I, I'm yeah. quite happy to wait. But um, Got you. But it's that knock-on effect of like breaks all the yeah. time, isn't it? Like you've just got, it's like the breaks are on hold on business as you're yeah. trying to find good quality people to be able to fill the roles because otherwise the world's your oyster, isn't it? I think there's ample work out there for those companies that are doing well, but they've just not got the people to be able to do it. Yeah, definitely. Which is shocking. Have you got any, so I, I guess sort of one of my closing questions is around, like, have you got any suggestions? Like, we've, I totally agree with you. It's not, what we do is not sexy uh, as in like it's not a sexy type business transport logistics warehousing that kind of thing um what can we do better like what can we do better i'd be interested to sort of hear hear what, we, what you think we could do what we can do better is actually i i think um like, like what, I'm, what i'm trying to do now is actually get out there and actually talk about it and that's why i'm here today because i i you know that's what what my aim is for the next you know next coming years is to actually try and get out there and actually show that we are we are sexy we're, we're very it's very fun um if, if this is what if, if you want a challenging role where you're busy all the time and no day is the same it's always different then this this industry is for you really and um especially uh, if you find a business that's the same as CSL is it's uh, that will actually you know take you to the next level um, and they will I, I believe me they do so yeah Oh, that's amazing. Amazing. I guess just to sort of close out then, if, um, if people want to get in touch with you, Jodie, like LinkedIn, that kind of thing, or if there's people listening who are maybe interested in a in a role, I suppose, you, have you got like a direct recruitment line or, or something like that that people can get in touch with, for example? You can you can get a hold of me via LinkedIn, but we have obviously got the web, we have got the websites, we've got the CSLS group website. Unfortunately, the Pack Wolf one is is in development at the moment. We've just rebranded, so that's um, yeah. So unfortunately, don't don't go on that one quite yet. But there is um, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. You know, whichever way you want to get me. Um, but you can get the CSLS group. There's the HR. Um, so HR actually catch up on the emails. So um, and they always forward it on to to me or the various different um, managing directors. So um, 
Amazing. Yeah. How stressful is it rebranding, by the way? Oh. <laughs> Developing a website has been such a, um, yeah, it's that's the hardest part. So, so much to it, isn't there? There's so much to it. Are people... I think if people aren't in business or have never developed a website or been in charge of developing a website, I just don't think, I don't think that they understand how stressful it is because there's so much to it about getting it right, getting the wording right, getting the map right, making sure everything clicks properly and links work and, and then your brands all wrong. Like I've, you know, I'm sat, I'm sat in front of a thing that isn't our branding anymore. It doesn't, (laughs) you know, it's like everything's out of date all of a sudden, isn't it? Yeah, it's really funny when you see the old logo and you're just like, oh, it looks so outdated. It needs, to, and you know, I, I noticed one of the uh, lads was wearing the old uniform. I was like, get it off. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, you, yeah. It, it becomes emotive, doesn't it? It does yeah, become it's, emotive. It's, yeah, no, yeah. I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Jodie, you've been an absolute star. Thank you so much for joining and, and having a chat yeah, with me today. I really, really appreciate it. And I want to wish you and Pack Wolf, the absolute best of luck as you go into dominate the e-commerce sector in the warehousing sector. I think I've got every faith you're going to be absolutely awesome and you're just going to smash it over the next five to 10 years with your new system and everything like that. So uh, thank you very much. And thank you everyone for listening. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed today and found it insightful. If you are interested in what we've been speaking about, please do reach out to Jody or myself um, and we'd be love, love to have a conversation with you. So take care, yeah. guys. I really hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe and listen out for future episodes too. Please do share it across your social media channels. We hope to reach more and help more people. If you want to find out more about me, my name's Pete Rushmer. You'll find me across any social media channel and my business, Flagship Partners. And we're your partners in success across your business. Thank you. See you again soon.